Some words of wisdom from Paul McCartney's mother, Mary. So in case you haven't noticed, it's Mother's Day today, which is a reason for celebration and joy for many, but a source of pain and unease, sadness and anger for some as well. Mother's Day is a complicated day because many have complicated relationships with mothers and mothering and motherhood. Some people have toxic relationships with their mothers. Some of us grieve the loss of our mothers, both recent and distant. Some of us have complex relationships as mothers, lives of longing to be mothers. Many of us carry complicated emotions around Mother's Day. No one's relationship with our mothers is exactly the stuff of Hallmark cards, even if we'd like to pretend it is. But as the Reverend Mary Harrington reminds us, all of us have been mothered, and all of us also have mothered. No matter our gender or our age, no matter our station in life, all of us have had the opportunity to extend to another being in this world the kind of love and the kind of energy that we associate with motherhood. And so today, that is what we celebrate. We celebrate mothering, the nurturing of another person, those acts of protecting them, of helping them to blossom, of helping them to become the best they can be, those acts of teaching them sometimes those painful acts of letting them go as well. We all have been mothered, and we all have mothered as well. Specifically today, I'd like us to spend some time celebrating the ability of another to see beauty in us, even when we don't feel so very beautiful. You've probably heard the expression, a face only a mother could love. <laughs> I heard that a lot growing up. <laughs> I don't like that phrase, but it does say something about what we expect from mothers. We expect the energy of mothering to be an energy of acceptance, an energy that sees beauty in us wherever it is found, even if we don't see it. And something that we try and instill in the children and youth here in this religious community is a sense of their own self-worth, a sense of self-image that is positive, a sense that they can look in that mirror and see eternity, even when it's hard, even when they feel ugly, even when the world around them is being ugly and treating them ugly. Beauty is there to be found. Eternity is there to be seen in that mirror. And so I ask you, what are the parts of you that are a challenge for you this fine morning to see as beautiful the physical parts of you that you wish you could change if you could? But not just the physical parts, the emotional parts the personality parts, the spiritual parts, the experiential parts, what are those parts of you that you don't see so much as beautiful? We've all got some of those parts. Let's face it, we're all 
part of a society that doesn't always teach us to look in the mirror and see beauty, whatever is reflected back at us. I'd like us to spend some time looking at our own hands. And to do this, I'd like to share with you a brief meditation from the Reverend Christine Robinson. So I invite you into a space of quiet and peace to ground yourself by noticing your contact with the chair and the floor. Sit as straight as you can and become aware of your breathing. And look at your hands. Your hands have been through a lot, those hands. They have strengths, they have scars, they have beauty. I invite you to remember that it is your hands that do the work of love in the world your hands that may hold another's hands. Those hands may type emails to politicians, sign cards of consolation and congratulation. Those hands may patiently teach. They may quilt works of beauty or write words urging peace. Those hands may bathe children, feed elders, nurse the ill, work the earth, organize communities. Those hands may clasp in prayer, open in release, grasp in solidarity, or clench in righteous anger. Those hands are God's hands. They are your hands. They are our hands, a great mystery of flesh and intention, a great potential of embodied love. Our hands are amazing things, aren't they? But amazing as they are, what would it take for us on this day to see them as beautiful, truly, truly beautiful? Mine, mine are, are cut and cracked and peeling. My nails are jagged in places. My cuticles are chewed at and raw in spots. My hands hurt sometimes, especially when I've been holding a pen for too long or typing in an odd position a dreadful result of arthritis inherited from my mother and grandfather and repetitive injuries sustained in the science lab, pipetting little tiny things for too long. For some of us, our hands are sources of frustration and sadness. For some of us, they don't do what they once did, and that brings us sadness and pain. My hands, however, also plant seedlings in the ground. They type sermons they write thank you notes. They hold babies. They paint pictures. They tickle my nephews. They stir simmering pots of goodness to share with those I love. Despite all those cracks and chips and flaws, I think they're pretty beautiful. When I was growing up, I remember my mom's hands were rough. Maybe it was in the days before they invented hand lotion. I don't know. But my mom cleans a lot. She still does to this day. In fact, when I was in second grade, we were all asked, what is your mother's hobby? For Mother's Day, we made this big thing. And I opined that my mother's hobby was cleaning, which she was mortified to see when she came to our Mother's Day celebration and all the hobbies were listed on the wall. But mom was also an art teacher. And being an art teacher, she had her hands in, in paint and clay and all sorts of wonderful, fun things all day, and then she would wash them after each class. And so her hands got washed constantly, and so they were rough. And mom never liked 
that her hands were rough. She was always kind of ashamed of the fact that she had rough hands, but they were beautiful hands too. They were the hands that raised me. I've got tissues here in the pulpit. They felt my forehead for fever when I was sick. They measured the medicine it took to make me better. They cooked me meals. Every now and then, and I can say this because it's too late to call Child Protective Services, they scolded me, teaching me values and manners on how and how to be in relationship with others. They taught me responsibility to our earth as they picked up garbage on Plum Beach in Brooklyn, an activity that always mortified me to take my friends to do after school. They were hands that created art and hands that guided me in learning how to create my own. They were rough, perhaps, but beautiful, definitely. Today, we learn from all of those who have mothered us how to see beauty in ourselves, even when it's hard for us to see it there. Perhaps we learn from their example also how to see beauty in others around us, how to see beauty in our lives, even in unexpected places. I'll give you an example that some of you, especially those of you who've been here a long time, might relate with. When I first arrived here in the super secret pre-candidating interview, I was given a tour by the wonderful search committee of this building. And this building, as you know, has its challenges for us over the years. There's not enough room for our kids. At the, at the time, the, ce the ceiling was still leaking on a regular basis. That's been fixed, we're glad. There were spider webs in the corners and a good deal of mold in the office that I now inhabit. Um, it wasn't very easy to see the beauty in that building. And the congregation didn't spend a lot of time seeing the beauty in that building, and so it didn't see a lot of beauty in itself either. One day, not too long after I arrived here, a group called us up. They were, as I recall, the Society for the Preservation and Conservation of the Modern Movement. They were a group of architects and architecture aficionados, and they called us up and they said, we're doing a tour of really important modern era buildings in northern Westchester in Fairfield County, Connecticut, and you have one of the seminal works in modern architecture, and we would like to visit. And we said, excuse us? <laughs> and then we said, by all means, come and visit. And they came, it was a Sunday afternoon, and they had lunch here. They came during coffee hour, and I will never personally forget this group of people, they pulled up in a bus. Katie and I were with them. Katie is an architect, those many of you know. And so she, she came to the, to the group and we talked about our building with them. But I will never forget this group of people coming off of the bus and walking down our walk, walking amidst the concrete pillars, the sculptures that are meant to symbolize the transitions of life and the energy of formation in our life, and they were walking and they were taking pictures like they were tourists at the Empire State Building. <laughs> like they were at the Louvre. They were taking pictures of everything. And they were coming and they would look and they'd point and they'd all look and they'd go, and they'd all take pictures. 
and everywhere they went around our building, that's what they would do. And one of them would point, and I went around with them, as did Katie. And when they pointed at something, I would look at it. And through their eyes, I would see something beautiful. The high wood ceilings, the beams of light coming in from tall windows, the ways in which we can see the trees outside, the meandering path through the sculptures that helps us meditate and leave behind the world as we enter. Through their eyes, I saw past the mildew in the office, which is also now gone, <laughs> thankfully. And I think that through their eyes, I began to have a different appreciation. I, because I saw beauty when I arrived here, I began to treat this place differently. If every time we looked in the mirror, instead of seeing cracks and raw spots and extra pounds and gray hairs that we didn't particularly want, if every time we looked in the mirror, instead of seeing the things that our bodies used to do but no longer do, or the things that our bodies never had been able to do but we really wish they would, if every time we looked in the mirror, instead of seeing those things, we saw beauty, nothing but beauty, we would learn to treat ourselves differently as well. We would learn to treat ourselves differently. We would learn to treat ourselves as beautiful creatures made in the image of whatever is divine in this universe. We would act differently towards ourselves. And maybe then we would start acting differently towards others because we would see beauty in them too, even when it's sometimes difficult. Look again at your hands. Maybe they're cracked and worn. Maybe they're bent and frail. Maybe they're strong and rough. They are beautiful. You are beautiful. Act as if you know that, and it will be true. Blessed be. In a moment, we will collect.